basically xenomorph the fucker. Yeah. Hi. 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 Hey, hi. Hello. How are, how are you? Hello. Flowers and Bambi before the mom died. This is the whip around. <laughs> I am Sean Hayes. <laughs> and I, weird news. I, weird news. <laughs> that is amazing. It's the new film the that's new taking the world yeah. by storm. I, weird news. Also, macabre is fun, and I do a lot of that. I also, you know, friendship is fun. Oh, you wanted me to go now. <laughs> I decided. <laughs> okay. This is Phil Laporta, doctor. Uh, weird news also, but since I don't... I too, weird news. <laughs> I was going to say me weird news because I'm not the literary person. I'm the science guy. Uh, and uh, I'm here just because it's fun, damn it. We hope you're having a good day too, wherever you are. Oh, and Sean, shit. what's up with you today? Look, first off, before we go any further... I quit. Now, um, <laughs> we want to say a very special thank you to our dear friend, Citizen Simka, for being on the show. Phil's got weird gas. It was a great time. We really enjoyed the food segment. And uh, we, you know, open uh, open invitation. You know, Simka, Citizen, if you're out there, let it, let us know what you want to do. She also provided a, a story that I get to touch on later. And also, everybody out there, Citizens, if you can name that segment. Yeah, that she's got let her, you know because we still need an official name for it now we both have to turn actually all three of us have to turn our key so don't be upset if you're like hey i know food by simka and it doesn't make it you know sorry about that we're, we're, we're working together here you know anyhow the other thing that's up with me i can't tell you enough because evidently one once a week isn't gonna cut it <laughs> the the show i'm in tally's folly at the pennsylvania playhouse which opens Friday, April 9th, and runs weekends, Friday, Saturday, Sunday shows with, like, Sunday matinees, uh, all through the 25th of April. So, basically, the weekends in April, I, I don't know. Yeah, April, the, the, after the first April weekends, whatever, basically. You know what I mean? Yeah. Anyway, I can't stress enough, like, how special it's going to be. If, if Unless I'm very, very much mistaken, and I, ha I there was a gap <laughs> where I wasn't doing theater, but for a whole lot of my life, I have. You, you know. know I have that sense about some shows where you're like, I, this is one of those great, things that man. we're going to talk about. Can't say enough good things about my – it's such a weird phrase. I know. Co-star, I There's guess. two of you in the play. Right? You're both the stars. It's co-stars. It's is, okay. Her name is Kelly. She is very gifted. and Also citizen? Whole, yeah, apparently. Hi, hi Kelly. Hey, citizen Kelly. I, I, which I – she prefers Kel, by the oh, way. Oh, sorry. Hey, which, citizen Kel. Which I – it's my first time doing one of those for someone like, who goes like, no, abbreviate me. You know, me. I tend to be more verbose. Well, you were Phil. Like, you were Phil. That's fine. But, like, I've never had to abbreviate it Kelly before. Oh, okay. So it's a culture show. Anyway, she's she's very, very talented. And uh, I'm trying to, you know, keep up. I flatter myself that I think I can get there. <laughs> you know, our director is also the president of the, of the, of the Playhouse's board. So he seems happy, which is good, because if he didn't, that's... <laughs> well, this is your last play. <laughs> hey, Phil, that's curtains. <laughs> Sound effects. Anyway, uh, going great. <laughs> Pennsylvania Playhouse. Check it out. Tally's Folly. It's. I'm pretty sure it is the first playhouse in the area, in the Lehigh Valley, that's doing a live show with audience members. We're also live streaming it. We're having Which smaller awesome. audiences. Yeah, and that's the great thing. You can, you know, you don't have to show up if you're not comfortable. But we're going to get media attention. Like, apparently great. some people are going to interview the Let's director and stuff because it's a big old deal. You're getting media attention right here. Right. Finally, covered by the whip around, we made it. Oh, by the way, I forgot to tell you. <laughs> what? We're buying an ad. Uh, oh. At a, at a, I, Wait, I think it's this... like a discounted rate in the program. Okay, we can edit that. We don't need to. <laughs> yeah. Why? It's funny. Hey, Phil, we're going to buy an ad. <laughs> Great. What's up with you? I'm fine. Also, I had, an abs <laughs> I had an absinthe hangover the other I day. was going to say, uh, first things first is thank you, Sean, for, for coming over. We've got something special in the works that's in conjunction with the COGS Expo, those steampunk folks that I, I sometimes hang around with and do mixology classes for. Sean was gracious enough to lend his palate and his literary sensibilities mm. to naming some drinks. Quite. 
made with an ingredient he loathes. It was all absinthe cocktails, and it was so much fun having you over, mixing you drinks, and just watching you suffer was a delight. Honestly. It says a lot about you and Caroline. <laughs> Hi, Caroline. And Car- that, yeah, you beat me to that it. That I was in uh, taste bud hell, but I still had a good time. Yeah. And thank you to Caroline for barbacking us the whole time mm-hmm. and, and being our, our off-camera thing with the handing of stuff, and, and it was wonderful. Big fan of the passion fruit uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> add-in. My favorite thing. <laughs> I'm glad you enjoyed it. And special news I found out from the author, Mike Slater. Do you remember last year at about this time, I mentioned that I was called to uh, help out at a little cocktail mixing party type thing? Uh, yeah. You're joining the priesthood, aren't you? Yes, I was called. (laughs) I just realized the phrasing. Uh, The book Lovecraft Cocktails is coming out this October, and two of my contributions and cocktails are in the book. So if you want to order from Red Duke Games, anybody who's in the publishing. Red what? Red Duke Games is the publishing uh, group. If you order pre-order Lovecraft Cocktails, uh, it always helps out. You can get like an, a deluxe signed edition. And by the way, if you get the deluxe signed edition and you're a citizen, come find me. I will not only sign yours as well, I will make you a drink out of that book of the, the two that I've contributed. So what you, are the the two that uh, two you, that you uh, have? Uh, uh, no, you're gonna okay. have to. No, you're okay. gonna have to get that book. You know, I one day I want a recipe of yours that I have named to show up in print. Uh, I well I, again, and by the way, spoiler about the Cogs uh, streaming thing that is streaming on March 20th. You can catch ours at some point that day. Uh, and watch our stream. Are we uh, going to know when we get closer? When we get closer, <laughs> yes. But I tell you what, they have fantastic performers and everything. Again, just another. Yeah, we are. A spe- just a wonderful group of people. There's there's all kinds of performers and panels and discussions and questions and stuff that's going to happen that day. That's March 20th, pretty much all day streaming event. Uh, and we're going to be a part of that. We'll let you know exactly when we are. But hey, watch the whole damn thing. It's going to be a lot of fun. We need to get someone from COGS on, on the, the show. show. Uh <clears throat> I think you're all listening out there, my friends. So, Are they? Uh, probably. Hey, stay, Cogs people. Stay cogsy, my friends. It's uh, May Your it's Cogs most, Never Rust. It's the most interesting steampunk in the world. Choo-choo, the weirdest coming yeah. true. It's time for Trainwreck Headlines. Look <laughs> <laughs> yeah. that hand a little too long. All right. That's fine. We can edit it. We. Yeah, we'll get right on <laughs> it. So. Six headlines from the week's news, except one's fake. Spot the fake. Win the day. Michael Andretti sets world speed record in car made of cake. <laughs> what? Missouri man learns valuable lesson during ter- turkey mating season. Pittsburgh waiter sets fire to booth after anti-mask patrons have coughing fit during meal. Anal swab COVID test won't make you walk like a penguin. Hey-oh. I-5 strangler found strangled to death in prison cell. And rooster will appear in court after killing owner dur- during illegal cockfight. Weird and slow. Appropriate, the first one's my... Michael H. Reddy sets world speed record in car made of cake. Missouri man learns valuable lesson during turkey mating season. Pittsburgh waiter sets fire to booth after anti-mask patrons have coughing fit during meal. And anal swab COVID test don't make you walk like a penguin. I-5 strangler strang- found strangled to death in prison cell and rooster will appear in court after killing owner during a legal cockfight. All right. You I've, ha- heard, I've heard of none. Really? I've heard of none of these. Hmm. Um, it always makes me feel like I'm doing... Such a shoddy job here. And then I remember that, like, well, I'm kind of combing the internet for the, <laughs> the grimmest shit I can find. Yeah, cheery shit. Like, the, yeah. The, well, like someone strangled in their cell. Yeah. But the first two have my have my uh, Cake and mating season? Arching. Okay. Yeah. Sure. I think it's a Marilyn Manson song. Cake it's time and mating season. cake se- and mating season. Um, it's a B-side. Can I hear the first two? Michael Andretti sets world speed record in car made of cake. Missouri man learns valuable lesson during turkey mating season. All right, so the, it's the second one that's really, really sounds. I mean, not that a car made of cake sounds like a, <laughs> like a fait accompli for NASCAR, which is something never said about NASCAR in the universe. It's a ever. First, congratulations, you're the first person to put those words together in that order. Right. Congratulations. Hey, Taylor and Jr., you just won the flip dip 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 do special. What are you going to do? Well, I feel this whole thing was a fait accompli, really. My motorized manifest destiny. Anyway, episode title. <laughs> anyway, I'm gonna say that number two is shit. 
Unfortunately, someone learned a hard lesson about how aggressive turkeys can be. And was it the first one? No, apparently made there a fail. Is a car cake? Yeah, and for some reason, it sets a record in speed. Fait accompli. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, dude. Uh, I don't know. Then, man, was it the the strangled thing? No, actually, real. I five strangler. Was actually, it was Pittsburgh waiter sets fire to booth. Man, that one was like <laughs> undercover because that just sounds so plausible. But that's the point. Yeah, but. I was surprised. I was so certain that you were going to be like, no, I heard about the I-5 Strangler because morbid guy over here. I'm off my game, I guess. I guess so. If you're off your game too much, you might drop dead. And if you drop dead, you'd end up in Sean's cabinet of the macabre. That's weird. Oh, baby. I want to get witcher (laughs) and be all grim. I don't know. I'm delighted to announce. <laughs> I can't wait. The, the, the McCabinet is back after oh, right. that very brief hiatus. And we, we, speaking of back, we are going back in time. Last week? Like five minutes ago. <laughs> now, we're off to, to a country that, Phil, honestly, I cannot get enough of. Luxembourg. Uh, the na- Well, it's just not enough to go around. <laughs> a nation I just need to experience. Like, my God, I'm fucking dying here. Japan. Oh. Japan. Well, it was that or Liechtenstein. I need to go to both of those countries. Okay. Uh, no, not, the- a, not a big fan of long walks. <laughs> uh, and lucky, lucky, lucky you, Phil and citizens, we're headed to the time of the samurai. I love it. Well, it's actually the very end of said era. We're gonna we're gonna going to March of eighteen sixty eight. Okay, March eighth specifically. So that's the end of all the shogunates. Really, they're falling under this way of the whole imperial thingamabop. Um, so anyway, how timely is that that the story is going to peak on March eighth when everybody's listening to the? You know, oh, that's the day. This can, no, that's I think it's today, isn't it? That or is tomorrow. The, today. That's today. What I don't. Anyway, it's go fucking on. big dumb thing era. Every day is today <laughs> and yesterday and tomorrow. Anyway, <laughs> go on. Now, a lot of the story hinges on very complex, very interesting elements of what's known as uh, the Boshin War in Japan, of course. All right, sure. It's a rich trove of political and wartime data that we're going to collapse right now <laughs> into three overly simplistic sentences. Fantastic. Once the Western world and Japan made contact, a lot of cultural and other kinds of societal shifts happened in Japan, and they happened fast. Yeah. Some leaders in Japan embraced that change, while others, like a lot of samurai, hated it. They're purists. Imperial court types and shogunate samurai types fought over it, and the Imperials won. Okay. So now. Wow. Right. At the start of that whole thing came the Sakai incident. Are you familiar, Phil? Nope, I am not. So, all right, the lead-up was like this. Japan had only opened to the West about 15 years prior to this happening, which is pretty enormous that this is a culture where oh, yeah. many, you know, in, in the West, I hate saying it I like know, that, but, I, but a lot of the European slash United States slash you know, the other colonial whatever's colonies. Knew nothing. Well, they were like, what, we're very little. what's going on and all this stuff. You know, anyway, so 1868, Shit was still pretty tense about what's allowed, where you can go as a foreigner. Some people clearly don't want you going anywhere over there. It's a kind of understandable anti-white people coming over. You know what? The, they did it. They did well for not. You know. Yeah. So there, there were very strict rules again about where foreigners could go, when they could go there, under what circumstances they would need to leave, et cetera, et cetera. In fact, some cities stayed. Completely off limits, even when the country was open. Okay. Right, but you can't go X, Y, Z place. But particularly if it was under the control of, say, a shogun, mm. who's <laughs> not going to be rolling out the red carpet for you. Uh, so sometimes those particulars about where and when and all that, they, you know, they, they're, they're run by humans. And so sometimes those changed from time to time. And they weren't sending out bulletins, you know. It was not usually, of, also, yeah. It was in the middle of a growing civil war, basically. Right. A lot of times people will call this a bloodless war. That's really by comparison. People definitely <laughs> died. Uh, so anyway, I want to quote now from the, the, one of my favorite website names, executedtoday.com. 
makes me wish I had thought of it. Quote, it was in this tense context that a boat full of French sailors from the Corvette du Plu called on March 8th at Sakai. So here comes this ship, a port city whose shogunate forces had been routed. It had been recently occupied by imperial troops. So Got we're it. in contested yeah. zone here. It bears mentioning that both sides describe everything I'm about to tell you differently, as usually is the case. <clears throat> Bottom line, a chaotic Japanese city had been left de- you know, completely empty of police, army, because when the shogunate types pulled away, they left the whole place. And then it was like, well, who in the area who's still loyal to the emperor then? We got to do something or this place is just lawless and chaos and there was a clear underlying suspicion that the the waters that were starting to get awfully full of european and american ships were just looking for an excuse easy yeah to be like you know what we better come in here and impose some of that famous order that we bring everywhere mm-hmm. so tensions are high um so just again just offshore when this whole thing began 16 ships belonging to european nations and the us of a were just watching yeah sure Anyhow, either a group of French sailors opted to take a bit of leave and explore the nearby city of Sakai that day, Mm -hmm. or the French, seeing disorder, opted to move in with a small force and set about occupying what seemed to be a pretty choice, ripe for the picking city, thus gaining a foothold in the land. Well, you know what we would have done. (laughs) If we had won out, you know what would have happened. Small box blankets for everybody. You know, in any event, the French clearly miscalculated what those sailors found whatever they wanted when they showed up the morning of february 15th and went into the city was a regularly patrolled area oops with some samurai types oh you know so just because they were imperial didn't necessarily mean that they were all you know not that the emperor himself wasn't like no i love these foreigners (laughs) but anyway what they ran into was the city like what the fuck are you doing here like they were met basically at the gates and things got he a little heated. Sure. Apparently, the French had brought no translator. Oh, God. So, anyway, by the end of the day, the French returned back. He was like, you're going to have to get the fuck out of here. All right. Uh, weirdly, by the end of the day, 20 French ships <sighs> landed, disembarking troops onto Japanese soil, entered the city, and were basically being dicks. This is such imperial bullshit. Oh, funny, right? Because they're in and... Can you imagine? <laughs> but yeah. anyway, like, they were at first apparently not being awful. They were, like, sort of, like, hassling the ladies, just, like, yelling shit. That's not shit. awful. Well, compared to what they're going to do. Okay. Then they were bursting into shrines and just being basically disrespectful, knocking things or taking objects. They're trying right? to start shit. Then they started going into private homes... Like, right. things were getting now. progressive. Right. And then the Japanese were now, we're, we're, I'm much more just hearing from the Japanese sources now. So remember, you know, the, yeah, the yeah. truth is somewhere in here. Right. I'm more inclined to believe the Japanese, but I'm, I'm sure that they're going to want to yeah, paint it their way too. So apparently they were saying, again, no translator, trying to communicate like you need to leave. And they're armed. I mean, they're, you know, but they're yeah. trying to, they know they're a bunch of They're, they're, <laughs> out, they're, they're outnumbered. Yeah. Right. So it's tense. So things really got out of hand when one French sailor grabbed the the banner of the samurai detachment regiment that was controlling (laughs) and policing the area. Literally, according to a source that I found, like a historical source, Mm. grabbed it and ran. Uh Uh-oh. Like, this is the worst game of capture the flag he's ever going to play. Do you Uh know what I mean? And so then the flag bearer of the Japanese (laughs) regiment chased him down, bashed him over the head with a staff. Took the flag back and returned. Okay. Which really, if you think about it. Is pretty controlled. Right. So that's when, according to most sources, Mm. was when the French decided to open fire. Of course. On the Japanese. And it didn't do much. Really? Evidently, That's not where I thought this was going. Okay. uh, Well, aside from convincing the two Japanese captains in charge of this that, oh, oh, okay, I'm going to say enough is enough. And then they fired back. Apparently, they had better aim, too. (laughs) 13 French sailors. That was fast. Lucky number 13 dropped dead from Japanese, we fucking warned you, bullets, you know. And as we all know, white folks, especially, you know, the conquering type, they take defeat in stride. Yeah, sure. So the French pulled back and drama alert, every office on the Japanese, on their land, they were allowed, you guys can camp out over here. Every one of those offices, every ship, 
for every nation that was out in the Japanese waters, like, lowered their flags as if to say, like, you guys have fucked up now. It's like this. <laughs> it's like, well. How dare you retaliate? Anyway, within days, the Japanese were being accused by, like, French elites of, quote, wanton murder. Oh, and again, facing down the collected might of Western Europe and the United States on their doorstep, Japan was presented with demands, Phil. Mm -hmm. Three of them. Number one, the Lord of Tosa, which is like the, the area, the clan that's running this right now, who fired on you know the troops. He had to board the French command vessel, the Venus, and apologize in person to French leaders. Sounds like a setup. Let's continue. Number two. 20 Japanese soldiers were to be put to death to balance the scales but, for the 13 French that were killed. Another hint about the attitude Westerners yeah, I was gonna had say, yeah, really. of the value of life mm -hmm. in someone who's a non-white person. Right. Thankfully, that didn't persist into the present. And number three, that same Lord of Tosa would pay the French the equivalent in those days. I didn't do the conversion. Would pay them $150,000 in, quote, reparations. For what? For killing their people. No, 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 You want reparations, you get the money, or you kill our people one-to-one. -one. That, that's it. Like, I mean, come on. or get out, but whatever, right? Yeah. So so it was. There was really no option, and apparently uh, that whole apology thing was fine. Uh, they literally, I guess they're not British, they're French, so they didn't go like, hey, you fucking idiot. But for our purposes, the most interesting part was demand number two, the execution of 20 Japanese soldiers. Now, for their part, when they asked, who among you, and the Japanese leaders asking their men, who among you did the firing of this? 29 guys were like, I did. I did. <laughs> so they had to draw straws wow. to see who was going to die via, of course, seppuku, yeah, sure. which we have covered here. And yes, many we have. Do know a couple times. It. So we come at last to March 8th, the day of that particular part of the reckoning, by at least one account. When the first guy, who was actually one of the two captains who, who commanded them finally to fire, when he killed himself in full view of the French, like they gathered to watch this thing, first he yelled that he was dying not for the French, but he was dying for his country and for his emperor. He's like, nice. this is okay, not there about you, go. you. That's awesome. Uh, and then he sliced his belly sure. open, grabbed handfuls of his guts, and like put them out. To the French saying, look at how a Japanese man dies. Whoa. Rattling their psyches, I am sure. Then, apparently, he stayed glaring at them, even as the guy behind him took three swings oh, right. to cut to his head finish off. It, yeah. Stayed glaring at them, hands full of guts, saying, you fucking dicks. Uh, anyway... Ab the, the angry stares apparently were a consistent thing over and over. They were like, they were not yeah, be pissed too. weeping or mute. They were like, blam, like you fucking piece of shit. So anyway, um, after one, after another, after another of these, remember Japanese peasants, by the way, they were conscripted. Yeah. And I'm going to touch on that again in a second, that these were conscript conscripted okay. commoners. So anyway, it got so unnerving that the French, like the French ambassador or whatever, the, the the I forget the title. Uh, what whatever the fuck is his title? Consul or whatever. He started getting up and sitting down and like fidgeting and moving around. So he went from like smug to being uncomfortable. And apparently, eventually, he just walked out. We can stop now. The, and and that's exactly what they so they stopped. So the executions, if you want to call it that, stopped because the fucking French are gone. Like, well, you guys said you had to watch. So then the French, like, there was apparently some whisper down the lane where they eventually just sent word, uh, you can go ahead and pardon the other nine guys. Aww. <laughs> right? So whoever was, so that's 11, whoever was number 11 was like, God damn it. So that itself turned out to be a slap to the Japanese because those condemned soldiers were told in death, you will be elevated to samurai rank. Aww. And so for those nine, they were like, well, what the fuck, man? Now I'm going to. So what happens to me now? Like, I got nothing. And so that final humiliation meant those nine soldiers remained willfully prisoners for the rest of their lives waiting for the French to come back and finish what they fucking started. Wow. So there is a happy ending for you. Oh, I mean, they never did, by the way. So obviously they never <laughs> came back. After a week without them in the cabinet, I figured we could use a feel-good story. So, Phil, you've got assholes on one side, maybe. Pretty hardcore dudes on the other. What do you, what do you think? 
the thing that came to my mind first was it was appropriate that it was the French in the Sakai incident because you remember Iron Chef French was Hiroyuki Sakai. I thought of that too! (laughs) I thought of that too! That's incredible, isn't it? It's it's perfect. It's absolutely perfect. Well, if you're going to make an omelet that you – that a giant omelet that you flip 10 feet into the air, you're going to have to – fucking make the French uncomfortable with your own death. Yeah, and now he was making many Europeans uncomfortable because he had a fantastic record. Sure did. Um, I'm still a Rook Saburo Michiba guy, though. Wow. Sure. Old school. Sure. Um, I like Morimoto. I was going to say, I like him, too, because obviously he succeeded Rook Saburo Michiba. Nice uh, guy, too. I think anyone is probably happy with the Iron Chefs unless you're a huge Iron Chef Italian fan, in which case it was like, that was weird. Come on! (laughs) I know. Um, Other than that, the incident is is news to me. Hey! Um, It sounds so badass, and it just feels so right in the the samurai way of, like, you know, just holding your guts out. Like, look, fuck you. Like, it's uh, such a beautiful... Hold my beer? Hold my guts. <laughs> and it just, it's just, it's, it's awesome. It's, <laughs> Sorry. No, it's... Uh, it is awesome. Yeah. But yeah, I think it's, it's really great. And, you know, that you, again, dying well, so to speak, you know? I guess so, and, man. Uh, I guess so. But that's, uh, that's, uh, that's what I got. All right, then. Yeah. So in the name of dying well and making people uncomfortable when you go, uh, we're going to go ahead and take a break. And during the commercial, we're going to go ahead and, uh, nah, we're not going to commit seppuku. No. But we're going to talk about it. Yeah. Maybe. Hey, citizen. Sean here, and I'm sitting with Phil (laughs) against my better judgment. And we were just realizing that we should help you get in touch with us should you like to do so. If you have anything you'd like to tell us at all, you can always reach us by email, thewhiparound at gmail.com. We're also very active on Facebook and on Instagram, thanks largely to Phil. If you would be so kind as to share those posts, like those posts, send them to your friends, send them to your enemies, that helps us get into people's ears. Yeah, while we're at it, those reviews and not just stars, but also just comments and let us know what you think. And uh, yeah, we love it. Yeah, and then of course, if you love us, you can always bookmark the whiparoundpodcast.com as your homepage and go there for all your whiparoundy needs. I haven't even done the last part. Well, we're going to go do that on Sean's laptop machine, and you come on right back to the show. All right. Well, Phil is going to sit in my lap, I guess. It's cozy. What are you, the penguin? (laughs) I played these citizens like a harp from hell. We're back. (laughs) What's up, everybody? Talking Batman, talking seppuku. Pretty much. It's a good day, though. I'm happy to be here again. Are you? Science! Still matters, damn it. Matter? Like... (laughs) Don't even. I missed my window. Like, by four years. Yeah. Pretty much. Is there, um... Oh, God, is there a COVID of the week? I don't know. Hey, hey, it's the COVID of the week. Of the week. (laughs) what i know so bear with me i gotta tie goes to the virus (laughs) i think (laughs) i don't know and i want to give you a chance to judge this one because it's dumb i'm not sure if it's entirely novel i don't know if it's covid worthy but here's what you got okay i'm putting the north carolina department of health and human services is is what I want you to judge. They're on the block. Here. They're on the block here. Sean, your choice whether or not they're COVID worthy. Okay. I know what I'm leaning toward. Um, so as more and more vaccine doses become available, some states are moving towards groups lower down, like the priority list, which is great. You know, the more assholes. People, why not? Well, here's the thing: North Carolina is moving into a group, and the guidelines: everybody can get the vaccine. The more shots, the better. But this group, and this is my problem. Current and former smokers who have consumed at least a hundred cigarettes in their lifetime. That's Wait, their guideline. Current and former, current or said? current or former smokers. Well, no, current or former. No, I'm not. Right? I'm not trying to get you in semantics. Yeah. So anyone who's ever had a hundred or more cigarettes in their lifetime, I cannot decide if this is COVID worthy. Because how do you prove this? What are you What are you looking for? What, are you going to check the receipts? What What are you doing? Why do these people get priority? Like, what, I don't know if this is dumb. Like, what do they have them sing? I don't get it. Like, I don't know if this is fully COVID worthy. This guideline. So, I don't know. What do you think? 
The problems are obvious. I'm told that they're not alone in doing that, that that the smoker thing has come up in other states. It has, and that's why it's not novel. But this specifically, this is the only state I've seen where it's mm. like, no, 100 cigarettes or more in your lifetime. It's like, well, isn't that what? where the cigarette companies are like, are the, are located? Aren't they in the Carolinas? Uh, Carolinas, Virginia, yeah. Well, I mean, the, the Slims are in Virginia. That doesn't take up <sighs> a lot of space. Um, look. I have certain moral imperatives, and picking up what you put down is one of them. Okay. But anyway, I, maybe it has to do with that, that it's like... That's what they're doing it that that's way? everyone over the age of 13 there? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know, Phil. I'm with you. I, although, I'm going to err on the side of saying, yeah, that's COVID-worthy, because it's fucking dumb. And it feels a little arbitrary. It's dumb. It's about covid COVID- it's, co- it's COVIDiacy. Okay, there you go. But hey, you know, at least vaccines are getting out there. Yeah. Um, and, yeah. and by the way, even better news about the vaccines, apparently for all you single Pringles out there, OkCupid released, recently confirmed that like saying you're vaccinated on the profile is like guaranteed to get you a date right now. That's so, you know. Great. Isn't that great? With whomever. Yeah. Anyway, we know I'm not a biologist. Uh-oh. <laughs> I have a PhD in physics, incredulous as that sounds most days. Oh, shut it. I'm also not the resident macabre expert, but here's the headline. Hello. Like a horror movie, Caterpillar silences tomatoes cry for help. I like that. That sounds like something I'd like to read to Edie. I I thought... (laughs) This is, She'd like it. This is the very macabre caterpillar. Yeah. <laughs> hey, episode. Oh, oh my God. Final. That's <laughs> no, it. All right. Well, hang on, because here we go. So a study out of Penn State by grad student Poan Lin, uh, published in a recent recent issue of New Phytologist, looked at a particular- Phytologist? Phytologist. Phytologist. P-H-Y-T-O-L-O-L-O-L-O-L-O-L-O-L-O-L-O-L-O-L-O-L-O-L-O-L-O-L-O-L-O-L-O-L-O-L-O-L-O-L-O-L-O-L-O-L-O-L
it's this this is part of that never-ending cycle of predator prey arms race right and i think mm. it's cool because you've got tomatoes being preyed on but they've involved in a way that let them launch basically want let them launch basically a proxy attack on the thing that's eating them so what's the point it's fundamental strange science it's going to let you let's hopefully let scientists better understand the things that prey on their crops and maybe 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 come up with a better way of natural pre- pest control like mm. that's where this is headed for serious but for now it's just caterpillars attacking tomatoes and tomatoes getting moths to attack the caterpillars and this is a weird fucking arms race what are you feeling well first off i i, I i'm sad for the moths that's whose <laughs> side i'm on in this story why they're getting a free meal out of it but are they they're not getting summoned well not now what's my point so you're totally anti-caterpillar oh yeah okay i've never been a fan Okay. Which is funny because without caterpillars, there, no there'll be butterfly. fewer moths. Uh, yeah. So I, I don't know. I, I, I'm i not team tomato. Do you like tomatoes? I mean, I do. Okay. But I don't feel particularly. Strongly. You know what I mean? All right. Sure. I don't have any hoodies that have like a tomato on. Did, Maybe did I you, should. Did you have any idea that no, plants I mean, could I like knew. send out a chemical signal or anything like that? I am like still that? a little leery of the comment that the tomato senses what's happening to it. I take your meaning. Right. It's not a nervous system thing, but it's like some way sure, it's is in there. Yeah. To stimuli. Yeah. Um, more, more proof that the tomato is alive. Which, fine. <laughs> that I can. Yes, I can, tomatoes I can go are, that are far. tomatoes are living things. Right, right. that's what I'm saying. I can, well, I think about fine. every other like there's photoreceptors in in plants and there's chemical receptors and there's every you know. I do have a question though. Yes, go ahead. How, do we have any idea how long it's been since this adaptation has been a, a thing? No, no, no. Because I'm wondering is it, it seems it sure sounds to me like some evolutionary. Oh yeah, progress, and it's really it's always fascinating to see the the evidence of evolution. Right, you know this the, is the, um, the footprints of evolution. This is definitely something that is apparently because the the that type of caterpillar is well established North and South America, so it's not like this is like you know a yesterday thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they did test it. There are other species of caterpillar that don't have this enzyme in you know that they don't secrete it while they're eating. Sucks to be them. It well clearly doesn't give them an evolution. Uh, it doesn't give that variety caterpillar and evolutionary advantage so right. yeah it does suck to be right. him. yeah uh i don't know how long it's been around they're not sure but clearly for a while for this you know type of caterpillar to have been spread as well, far that's what as i it has. that's what i meant like you know how how um how recent yeah is uh, the shift how i don't know they, they've only noticed that this is happening you know recently that this you know so it could have been going on for for you know Millennium. hundreds of thousands of years sure right. okay well, he, we here at the Whip Around are a little, you know, we're, we do our best to stay current. Uh, yeah, so this is the new shit. I don't know how long it's been going on, <laughs> right. but it, we know it's going on now. In evolutionary terms, like, you know, 100,000 years. So most of us aren't hearing our gardens scream in agony. Yet. So, you know, yet. 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 We're working on it. Yes. In fact, speaking of can't hear it, it's time to play Whip Around Pyramid, Silent But Deadly. All right. All right. So I got a list of real and fictional things that can kill you. Hmm. But make no or very little noise. How many of these are from anime? Uh, none of them, actually. Then I will stay and play this game. <laughs> Why would it have been from anime? Because you know a lot about that stuff. Right, but... There's probably an anime that's like silent killer mochi fan. Like so, I, I should have put mochi on the list. That's true. So, in is case fluffy, you've never... Fluffy Bunny on the list? In, I mean, ca- I guess no, gotta say in case you've never played Whip Around Pyramid, I would give him... And I'm going to do it your way, which is like one word or short phrase, you know, two word you phrase clues. doing it my way. Yeah. And we're going to do it that way, which is to say, uh, let's say the answer was mochi. I would have given you rice as the clue. And then you would have guessed mochi. mochi, Right. I wouldn't have. But now I will. (laughs) You know, I don't want to know what you would have guessed otherwise. I really said rice pudding. That would that's a silent killer. Probably. Sure. Think of your arteries. (laughs) So I've got nine. Okay. And and like I said. They they ran, run the gamut from fictional stuff to real stuff. Okay, so you, you're down. You, you understand what we're doing here? Uh, I mean, f- sort of right as much <laughs> as I can. Buddy. As much as you can. All right. Are you ready to play Whip Around Pyramid? Let's do this shit. Whew. How many minutes do I get? Uh, we'll we'll go two for nine nine of them. Okay. I do think some of these are a impossible. Little, mm, we've been there before though, so we'll find oh, out. Oh, good. Are you ready? Yeah. Yes. Damn it. <laughs> Hold on. What? I'm kidding. Gas. Farts. 
Fumes. Um, car. It, uh, gasoline, fuel, um, exhaust. Specifically? Carbon. Uh, 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 yeah, uh, yeah, I yeah. I don't know. Carbonation. Carb, carbon. Carbon what? monoxide. There it is. Sorry. Jeez. Uh, Halloween. Candy. Murders. Knives. Movies. Masks. Slashers. What? what? Yeah, um. Costume. Character. Michael Myers. Well, I don't know. He doesn't say anything. He's not a thing. Shut up. Almonds. <laughs> Cyanide. <laughs> yes. Um. Doing great. <laughs> Nuts. Uh, 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 ricin. Uh, no. Uh, allergies. Roasted. Oh, nuts. Halves. Peanuts. Mm. Cashews. Okay. Raw cashews. Thank highly you. poisonous. Fish. Fugu. Previous story. Uh, 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 tomatoes. Allergies. To, Green. Uh, uh, caterpillars. Nah. Um, Leaves. Tomato leaves. Tomato leaves. Highly like, poisonous. Right. Um, I don't know how I'm going to do this one. Out there. Space. Yeah! <laughs> oh, shit. Wait a minute. I skipped. Oh, 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 oh. Um, I skipped two. Um, oh, um, Friday. Friday? Fish? Meats. Um, Crystal Lake. Oh, oh, uh, Jason Voorhees. And finally, oh, fungus? No, that's. Probably yeah, it's given too much. Nightshade, mushrooms. Uh, uh, I was going for a specific one. I'm just going to zero that one out because I think I gave you too much. Amanita. Now it was uh, the uh, the stop. Shut up. I know the time. Death cap mushroom. I That's was an Amanita specific- variety. Oh, are you serious? Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Did my <laughs> advanced knowledge of poisons throw you? <laughs> it did. And with that. That's all nine of them, baby. I'm giving myself the win on I'm, us. I'm giving it because I said Amanita before that thing hit zero. Yes, you did. Yes, you did. And I didn't realize you were being that damn good at it. Fuck yeah, dude. Oh, yeah. And and all of those things are surprisingly poisonous. I did not realize raw cashews. Highly poisonous, apparently. And yeah. it's the same toxin as in the poison ivy plant. Are they even really, aren't they like not really a nut? Because they like grow like this It's weird like a droop, bo- I think is the technical. Booger it's, thing yeah. off another thing. Right. It's technical. Cashews are gross if you Google like where the cashews where, Yeah, they really, but boy, are they freaking delicious. And poisonous. Uh, well, you know, sometimes you got to take your chances. But that's it. You got them all. I'm so happy when you got space too. <laughs> it's like, well, um, there's like, some... that will fucking kill you quietly if you are out there. It was. <laughs> Guaranteed. <laughs> it is one of those things where sometimes you and I. Do like the the psychic connection? Thing. It really was pretty solid. That. Which reminder: if anybody has a balderdash request, right. email the whiparound at gmail dot com. Word up! But yeah, we're gonna take a quick break. Come back for the fastest part of the show, and we'll see you there, citizens. Thank in, you, Sean. In the whip around, no one can hear you fart. Hey, everybody! Are you interested in Philadelphia sports? Of course you are. Are you a fan of the Philadelphia Eagles? Yeah, you are. Are you frustrated by the Phillies? I know you are. Do you want to hear us go on about the Flyers? How about some Sixers news? Well, you need to check out Potadelphia. Subscribe to Potadelphia and we'll be in your inbox every Monday morning, giving a recap of the previous week's activities in Philadelphia sports. We're going to get you primed for the upcoming week, and we're going to make your drive into work a little more tolerable. So follow Potadelphia, subscribe to Potadelphia, review Potadelphia, and just overall embrace and love Potadelphia because it's really cool. Thanks. Yep, Amanita Thaloidus. Amanita phylloides, commonly known as a death cap, deadly poisonous basidiomycete fungus, one of many in the genus Amanita. You are so erudite. When it comes to dark shit, I, guess, <laughs> I love it to some degree. Right? Welcome back, citizens. Hi. Hello. <laughs> Hi. Good to have you back. Yeah, great. So anyway, it's time now for <laughs> three for the row. That time of the show where we talk about the things we didn't have time to talk about during the regular run of the show. It didn't really fit in with the theme of the show, such as it is. Uh, we're going to go back and forth, Phil and I, three times a piece, talking about real weird news stories that are burning a hole in our brain. We get 30 seconds per turn. Once that 30 seconds is up, you hear something a little bit like this, which is Destiny the Decibel, played confusedly by Phil, who's looking up her skirt. 
Why are you looking up the bell's skirt, man? It feels like the bell, it feels like the plunger isn't coming back up. And once we go like that, three (laughs) times a piece, that'll be it. That'll be the show. We'll do some plugs, some chit-chat. You never know what's going to happen on this show. Uh, Phil did run the game last time, so I think that's going to mean that I go first. Yes. So, Phil, do you have any questions for moi? What is your favorite poison? All of them, man. What is your favorite Hollywood killer? Anything that makes him dead. Are you go? In Citizen Submission News, Simka gave us this one before. It was cool. Last week, a New York City renter noticed the cold air blowing in her apartment was coming from the bathroom mirror, removed said glass to reveal an entire unfinished apartment hidden via a sizable hole behind said mirror. Samantha Hartso filmed her strange journey through the looking glass in a four-part TikTok series, which is a must-see instant classic of renter horror. See the young lady's hair dance in the alien wind. Watch her clamber past twisted pipes into a multi-story space full of plaster, stray drink bottles, and open walls laying in frigid air, and thrill as she goes through her own version of what NASA might Call the seven minutes of apartment hell. Paging all House of Leaves fans. Check it out. Still got to finish that book. In no, your kid isn't that clever news. And what's being touted is yet another example of cephalopod intelligence. Cuttlefish has passed the Stanford marshmallow experiment. Oh. This is the test where you put a marshmallow in front of a kid and you say, you can eat this now, but if you wait five minutes, you get like a whole bag of marshmallows. It's designed to test future planning and study human cognition. Not quite marshmallows, but using crab meat and shrimp. They were able to get the cuttlefish to understand that if it wouldn't eat the crab now, they get the much preferred shrimp later. In short, they use shapes on some doors that the cuttlefish could recognize the delayed openings, tasty treats behind it. Two mm. things. One, animal intelligence, particularly cephalopods, you know that, is off the fucking charts. Number underestimated too no your two-year-old isn't so clever cephalopods haven't beaten honestly given the choice between the two i'll take the cuttlefish yeah, you missed, smart guy. Shut up. <laughs> In no more nudie nudie news, alack and alas, Zanzibar, that paradise-like little majority Muslim autonomous zone embalming Tanzania, has had it with the lewd bathing suits and full-blown nudity that seem to have become very popular on its beaches, wow. and they are cracking down on show and crack. Tour guides <laughs> face fines up to $1,000 a pop, or boob, I guess. Should their charges go all natural, says Zanzibar's tourism minister, what? Leila Muhammad Musa, who said guides maybe see fines up to 2000 bucks, and it must be a sea of massive scrota out there, as it would take some ginormous balls to Go to a conservative Muslim area and just hang your shit out. God damn. Why would they? Why blame the tour guide? Anyway, in objection, the testimony is coming from inside the house news. A preliminary uh, examination taking place in St. Joseph County, uh, South Dakota District Court was stopped last week. Kobe Harris, 21, was before the court on a felony charge of assault with intent to commit harm against Mary Lindsay's and ex-love interest. During the proceeding, Deborah Davis, the sharp-eyed assistant to the prosecuting attorney, called for a halt to the proceedings, saying she believed, based on body language, that Miss Lindsay was in the same room as the defendant. Sure enough, they sent a squad over and got Miss Lindsay out of the same apartment where Mr. Harris was. He's now sitting in the county jail probably facing additional charge of bond violation obstruction of justice right. witness intimidation let me be for the first to say smooth move x-lax in laser focused fellas news a visual artist out of brooklyn is turning heads and probably freezing them in place with a series of male nudes she took by placing a pinhole camera in her vagina what? and having, having said nude fellows stare into the uh, aperture for about 90 seconds at a time for a proper <laughs> development new york <laughs> danny less now is uh, having the photos published in a woman's right to pleasure a quote erotic assortment of artwork and essays which celebrates female pleasure. Apparently, the nude dudes in Last Now's works are the only male figures in the piece, but given the, you know, angle and camera work, it does fit <laughs> in more ways than one. Woo, cool, I guess. All right. <laughs> <laughs> exactly what's on That's all their amazing. Faces. What the fuck? That has thrown me off so much. <laughs> it- <laughs> In Do We Have Nothing Better to Worry About News, Canada is grappling with a crisis that has experts and lay people alike perplexed. Canadian butter is suddenly hard. That's why <laughs> <laughs> the problem is pro oh. chefs and regular Canucks clutching their pearls and horror as toast gets torn and rolls get ripped apart and suddenly the not-so-spreadable dairy delectable. Thank the scandal, of course, of course called Buttergate by online idiots as experts and food scientists involved claiming that the addition of certain palm oils to the cow feed, some claim it's a change in the way it's processed. Uh, a friend of mine in Canada just said, yeah, it's cold in winter. Uh, Sylvia the director of the Agri-Foods Analytics Lab Dal- uh, Dalhouse University is quoted as saying, quote, Buttergate is not what the industry needs or what Canadians deserve. First of all, so this is what we're talking about a year after the pandemic started? This is what we've got left, really? And secondly, can't this wait? We still have a bigger problem going on. Let's put a table to butter for a month and then we can look at it again. Seriously, bigger fish. How about that shit? We done did it. <laughs> we done did it. Really? Phil? Yes. I'm sorry. Vagina cameras and butter, I'm like all gone now. I'm oh like, my gosh, I'm yeah. so... how about that for some uh, some no sorta... no? <laughs> Don't you say it? I won't. Uh, easy to Google some of the sample images, and it's just odd. I can imagine, and I respect that artistic. It's amazing, vision really, to be like, well, this is what we're going to do. It's it... as a physicist, I'm like, yes, sure, you can fit the camera in there. Right? As it, it never would have thought. Be like, look right here. Just keep. <laughs> 
keep uh, don't move uh, right. don't move this takes time right god and it's the male new it reminds me of a scene a little bit in history of the world part one where the dancers coming around to all the guys to see uh, if they're really yes. eunuchs yeah and, like, the last one's like this man's dead he's dead <laughs> anyway phil plugs <laughs> yeah probably not the best <laughs> Segway, or it's either the best or the worst segue I've ever done. Oh, uh, well, do we have anything to plug? My wife, the magician's assistant, Facebook page, and Etsy shop for all your masks, chainmail, uh, jewelry, clothing alteration, and costuming needs. No photography. <laughs> no, please, no. <laughs> Contact her anytime. And hey, websites too. If you're into that kind of thing, she can program the website. She programs this one. I can. Yeah, we can prove it. Yes, we're here. <laughs> hey, if you like podcasts, and if you're still here, you still might. Uh, <laughs> there are other podcasts out there. Believe it or not, they're you know not. Some are even almost as good as this show. Some are even almost as good as this. And introduction. we would only send you to those. That's right. And so one of those is slow readers the internet's only explitterate podcast explitterate at its finest they talk about books yo they talk about tangents yo they probably they don't talk about yo's yo talk about yo's yo and uh, it is hosted definitively by messieurs g and d the gd hosts (laughs) and uh there's there's a hiatus is it yeah it's still going on because daniel is freelancing and working more than full-time hours and and gabe is is also working full-time priorities fellas oh 100 percent. no but i'm not saying it the way you're hearing it oh (laughs) get back (laughs) (laughs) i got it the best thing to say on a podcast (laughs) you heard that wrong Play it back. You're stupid. That's every, basically uh, every uh, when they're Monday. when they're back. Whenever they Monday, come back. Otherwise, yeah. just you know, look for episodes with us. Yeah, on go them back because they're the awesome. Catalog. There are lots, and, and it's a lots lot of fun. fun. Find a book you like. They've talked about it. Probably. <laughs> it is a very very <laughs> they really do a, a wide breadth. Absolutely. Now we sound like we're trying to cover up. Some <laughs> shit. But we're actually they're not honest. murderers. All right. <laughs> <laughs> but if you want to talk about people who might murder you if you cheer for the wrong sports team, we've got. Potadelphia, the Pot- only Philly sports show that matters. Sporty. It's almost time for baseball, thank goodness. Umbros? What? Were they sports gear? Huh? I don't know. Cleats. Yeah, and then, you know. Mouthpiece. Sixers and the fly. I'm so, you've, that's like three times you've just totally fucked my, my flow. There you go. You're welcome. <laughs> go, 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 go. Uh. Every Monday, Sports. Sports handled well. Sports handled very well. And don't forget, you can find them on the Painted Lines as well uh, on right. YouTube. They are on the YouTube. Yep, because they are all fan-freaking-tastic. Especially my favorite, Josie Jean. Both of these every Monday where fine pods are cast. Word up. Wherever That'll... you get your audio candy. Yeah. We hope thanks you... again to Simka. Yeah, thanks again to Simka for last week. Thanks yeah. again to you hey. for uh, being on that absence stream uh, when we get uh, more details on exactly when. But like I said, March 20th, the COGS Expo Green Fairy Party. Go and check that whole stream or, out. It's going to be a, it's going to be a great time. Of what Phil was pouring. Well, this is true. If you want to know why, you'll have to tune hey, in. Hey, find out what drink I called the wishful thinking. Yeah. If nothing else. Try to track down. Sean's new name for Phil's new beverage. Mm-hmm. And uh, it'll be a fun time. And then also, again, Lovecraft Cocktails coming out in October. Pre-order that thing. Booyakasha! Uh, I think that'll do it officially. Hey, what? why don't what? we get what? The, the, those, those, those punks at Slow Readers to consider having one or both of us on when it comes out to talk about that book? That would be interesting. They've never done like a cookbook before. And I'm sure that it's not just like turn the page recipe, turn it's, the page recipe. The artwork by Chris Allen is unreal and the writing is amazing as well because there they don't just have the cocktails. It's Boom. all like ritual spell. Boom. Like, oh, it's fantastic. Stuff. And don't forget, Tally's Folly is coming to the Pennsylvania Playhouse starting the uh, it's Friday, April 9th. Running all the way through weekends till the end of April, so that is a coming. Yeah. So, and we'll ticket information to be uh, to uh, to be broadcast eventually. Yeah. To do to to to, to be broadcast, <laughs> and we'll probably put the link <laughs> in the show <laughs> notes yeah, yeah, too. Yeah, that's uh, we love you, folks. Bye. <laughs> yep. <laughs>
friendship is fun.